everybody. Welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Macy Ball, and this is Bianca Garcia. Hello. Hello. It's our last episode. I I know. It's crazy. Uh, In this episode, we're going to be talking about minutes 79 and 80 and 81 (laughs) and the last seven seconds of Toy Story. Yay. Yeah, you get... (laughs) An extra minute and seven seconds this week. You guys, because you're so special. (laughs) Just wanted to treat you. Well, and it's literally all credits, so we figured we'd just lump it all in together. Speaking of which, this episode is going to be a little different because there's no narration to do because there's no story happening on screen. So if you remember what we did... Last week, when the credits started, we're not going to go through all of the names or anything, um, because that would take way too long. Yes. As much as we appreciate all of these people who put all their hard work and everything into this movie, there's just no time. (laughs) There's really no time. It would take hours to get through everybody. Yes. So (laughs) we're just going to talk about a few names that stood out to us as well as in a couple of cases a few job titles <laughs> yes and then after that we're we're gonna talk about what's next for this podcast exciting. and exciting things like that yes so should we get started i think so all right well the first person i wanted to bring up on this list <laughs> Is animator, additional animation, Matt One, because he follows us on Twitter. I don't think he listens to the podcast. In fact, I highly doubt that he does. But just in case, uh, Matt, if you're listening to this, send us a, a DM or an email or something and come be come talk with us about Toy Story 2. Oh, yes, for sure. We would definitely love to have you. Yeah, I highly doubt he's listening to this, but you know. Well, if he is, (laughs) this episode specifically, the very last episode of Toy Story 1, please come be on our podcast. (laughs) Yes. The next person I I had written down was Galen Sussman, who was on the modeling team. Hmm. You may recall the story about how Toy Story 2 was deleted. Yes. Honestly, that's one of the most chaotic stories. (laughs) Yes, she was the mom who had the backup of the movie at her at her house uh, because she was on maternity maternity leave. But contrary to popular belief, the version that she had backed up at her house, contrary to what is the way the story is usually told, is um. The ver- that was actually the version that they scrapped before they completely like redid everything and finished the movie in an insanely fast amount of time. <laughs> so the version that she had backed up that she restored was not the version that we ultimately saw. Unfortunately, not right. to diminish what not to diminish uh what she did, but it wasn't, say that, yeah. right, it wasn't the, 
the original wasn't what we saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was still good that she had the backup of it. I am but, so glad yeah. she did because honestly Even though they didn't end up using any of it. It was still like that's crazy that you had that backup. Like if not, <laughs> it would have been disastrous. Yeah. So there's two credits here where the job titles I mean I I'm just gonna say one is Story Real Music Wrestler, uh, and that's Robert Randall's. And then there's the assistant music wrestler, Ling Ling Lee. And I tried to figure out, I tried to Google and find out what a music wrestler is. Because <laughs> it, gives, it, it gives me this mental image of, like, someone wrestling a piano or something. I would I, love to see that. I'd love to see someone try to wrestle a piano. <laughs> When I Google it, all that comes up is stuff about actual wrestling and music. Right. So I I would assume that it has to do with because it, the it's a story real music wrestler at least for the first one. So I would assume that it means like putting together the music for the story reels. Hmm. Something f- like that. That's my best guess. If I anyone feel like knows, that sounds most accurate. Yeah, but I don't know. Like for sure, that some someone please tell us. <laughs> yeah, if you know the answer, please tweet us or or send us an email or something. There's also camera manager Julie M. McDonald, who we found out is Julia McBarfuller herself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Julia McBarfilla or whatever, for being a huge part of this movie. <laughs> for lobbying to get your name in the movie. Yes, that's pretty great. I feel like she was pretty proud of that. Even though it was like a something that got made fun of, she's like, hey, I'm in the movie. Yeah, that and um she's also what's what's the name of the restaurant? Juju's Juju's, yes. I don't Juju's remember. House of Food, something yes. like that. Yes. Oh my god. That's gosh. also a reference to her. That's so great. I'm so glad she got put in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's another title that stood out to me. Digital massage therapist, which was oh. Nat Nataroma Alden. I Again, I tried to Google this. All that came up was like actual massage therapy, but it's listed under the computer systems section. Hmm. I mean, maybe they just hired a masseuse. Probably. I feel like they would need that after sitting for hours and hours. They probably did get a massage therapist. They're like, you know what? You're hired. Just give us a massage. It it sounds, it also kind of sounds like something that could just be something technical as well like i don't know yeah like the way you know like different things are named and they're not necessarily that thing Mm -hmm. i can't think of anything off the top of my head but you know (laughs) yeah and then we come to one of my favorite sections of the credits additional voices (laughs) oh yes additional voices are my fave i have of course i have to talk about among the additional voices is Debbie Derryberry, who 
is best known as the voice of Jimmy Neutron. I love Jimmy Neutron. I was scared of it when I was a oh kid. Oh my gosh. No, that's of course of my... I was. I was scared of everything. <laughs> to be fair, you were. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a fun show. I don't know if you've actually like seen it now that you're older. But <laughs> I don't think I've actually seen any of it since I was a kid. I highly recommend it. And I feel like you'll really like Carl. <laughs> He's great. I love Carl. Is he voiced by... Rob Paulson. Do you, do you know who that is? <laughs> I, I've heard yeah, of the name. Yakko very... Warner? Yes. Uh, that's also him. I only know, know that because I follow him on Twitter. Yes. So I want to say maybe because I don't look up voice actor names because I'm a terrible media enjoyer. <laughs> <laughs> but you I enjoy it say, in your own way. I do enjoy it in my own way. I just sit and stare. But yes, I want to say that tidbit of information does sound familiar, and I think he is voiced by um, Yakko's voice actor. Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson. I was going to say Paul <laughs> Robson, because that's how my brain works. <laughs> but Rob Paulson's not in this movie, <laughs> no. unfortunately. He um, Debbie Derryberry, she's like one of those voice actors who's in literally everything it seems like she's got mm -hmm. 312 acting credits on imdb oh my gosh that's a lot i i know she uh, imdb says that she was um one of the voices of the aliens and the like i guess the female pizza planet announcer oh okay like the one who says the white zone yeah is for eating pizza <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if she like cracked up with any of that. Like if any of those little sayings were just like this is so random. <laughs> it makes me hear it makes me laugh when I when I hear it. Yes, it makes me laugh too. Like if you actually pay attention, it just sounds funny. Yeah, it does. There's also Bill Farmer. Ooh, Bill Farmer. The voice of he he's the voice of Goofy and Pluto. Yeah, I, I love Goofy. He's great. He's one of my faves. Both Goofy and Bill Farmer. Yes. <laughs> yes to that sentence. <laughs> yeah. Um, IMDb credits him as just monotone announcer for this movie. <laughs> I was trying to think. Trying to think of announcers, there's Pen Pendulette in the Buzz Lightyear commercial, and of course, mm -hmm. Debbie Derryberry that we just talked about. The only other thing I could think of was the other announcer voice at Pizza Planet that like counts down the space shuttle launch. What about the monotone in the commercial of Buzz Lightyear that just is not a flying toy? I feel like that was Pendulette too, was, wasn't okay. it? Okay. I don't know. Maybe. I want to say that probably was, but that's the only other, like, monotone announcer that I can think of. Because I feel like so when we talked about that scene, um, I read parts of that uh, article where Pendulette was talking about working mm -hmm. on that. And I feel like that's that was one of the lines that he mentioned doing. Okay. 
I could be remembering wrong. Yeah, I, I can't quite remember either, but that was like the only thing I could think of because I can't really think of another announcer. Other than, other than just like the Pizza Planet guy. The Pizza Planet one, yeah. So that's probably who it is. Yeah. Which what is, is such a what silly What does the Pizza thing. Planet announcer say? The, the male one? The male one. It, I mean, he does the countdown stuff. I think he just mentions that they are going to be doing the rocket launch or something like that. I can't remember exactly what he says because that was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. We'll it have doesn't to really matter. watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> there, the other additional voice I wanted to talk about was Phil Proctor, who I know mostly as Eugene's dad in the audio drama Adventures in Odyssey. Oh, but yeah. He is the voice of the character, uh, apparently his name is Charlie, in Monsters, Inc., who yells, 2319! We've got a 2319! Oh, I love that guy! Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. He's only got a couple of lines in that movie, but he has one of the most iconic lines. Yes. And you know what? Good for him because everybody <laughs> at the beginning of this whole pandemic, I remember seeing memes upon memes of everybody saying 2319. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's like it's the contamination. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the greatest thing. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is. Like, just that whole scene. I love Monsters, Inc. We should do that movie two minutes at a time. We should. You know what? After we get all the Toy Stories out of the way, we'll take a look at that one. <laughs> yeah. Er earlier today, I was like, man, I wish we I wish we could do a Bug's Life. Oh, we should. You know what? We should do after, that, too. After all of the um, Toy Story movies, we should and just like go Lightyear. chronologically. Yes, and Lightyear. If we decide to do that one two minutes at a time. If we decide, by the time we get done with all four Toy Story movies, we'll have that one on DVD and video and stuff like that. So we can have I that. I would hope so. It's going to be like three or four years. So That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a while. But anyway... <laughs> going back yes there's uh there's also live action dog reference live action dog reference is that for scud i would assume so they because he's he's the only dog in the movie right yes and congratulations to the person that designed scud because as not dog as he looks <laughs> they had a dog for reference well they had Five of them. Oh. Their their names are all listed. It's April, Jenny, Maggie Mae, Max, and Molly, who I, I Molly is also the name we discovered of uh what was at the time Pixar's resident sheepdog. So yes. maybe that was the same Molly. That oh that's so funny. I just think that having that many dogs, and I know it's hard to animate. Animals. Especially in, in the early 90s. In 1995. Um, I feel like, not to be mean to the artists, because I don't even <laughs> know how to animate or do 3D, but I feel like those memes 
where it's like a super ugly depiction of like a lion and they're like hey can you draw me a lion or like a horse or something and the artist is like oh uh yeah sure and the the person's like you do know what that animal is right he's like of course and then they show like the really bad drawing of it Yeah, I mean it's 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 still it's still incredibly impressive for the it time. Is like you said, it's just you know he's and he's supposed and he's sort of supposed to be an ugly dog. Anyway. He is an ugly dog, and you know like what? he's not I, supposed to be like a cute dog. I love that Scud is ugly, and I appreciate his ugliness. Yes, <laughs> but Buster is much cuter. <laughs> oh, I love Buster. Buster's my favorite. Especially in Toy Story 3 when he's all old and chubby and just oh, yeah. tired. <laughs> yes. We should talk about production babies. Oh, yes. I was going to ask about the production babies if they've been doing that since the first movie. And they have. They have. In fact, I I have... um. A little bit about the tradition, I guess, of 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 production babies from Wikipedia. For anyone who doesn't know, production babies are basically like the any babies that are that are born to people who worked on this movie while the movie was being made. Toy Story was actually the first movie to do it. Oh really? That's interesting. Yes, Pixar Pixar started it. Uh and now now I think a few more studios have have started doing it as well, but it 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 started with Pixar and it's mostly animated movies right, and yeah. like family movies that do it. There's a there's a quote from Leon Critch who we talked about in our last episode. Um where he he he's talking about how the when like when you're working on a movie like everyone on the production team and like the film crew like they associate the birth of each of their children with like the film they they're working on at the time <laughs> and um he said it's like our family lives are permanently woven into the movies that's really sweet i like that so in entangled they they did have pr- production babies but there were also um, the chameleon that they used as reference for Pascal, the chameleon, also had babies. Oh, that's <laughs> so they cute. did a list of chameleon kids. Oh, that's cute. I like that. <laughs> yes, and they listed the names of of the chameleon's babies. I just accidentally xed out of my notes. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I do have a question. While you're pulling up your notes, does Pixar do? the the credit of the caffeination like the way disney does or is it just disney i didn't see that okay because i was thinking that i think it's just disney that has like carlos hernandez or something as like the caffeination Hmm. but as far as pixar like when i'm looking at credits i never see it so i don't know if they actually just have like a coffee station that they all go to yeah, I don't know. I didn't notice that in in the the 2011 Winnie the Pooh movie, they they list all the babies' names as Pooh babies. Pooh babies. <laughs> and 
it's like written on a scarf that's like being knitted by Kanga. Oh, that's so cute. I and love then Kanga. <laughs> in Seoul, the babies are are called recent U seminar graduates. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's pretty great. I like that. So the very end of these credits shows it says visit Toy Story online at toystory.com. So out of curiosity, I was wondering what toystory.com looked like at the time. And I tried, I went on um the internet archives or whatever it's called, the Wayback mm-hmm. Machine, and put in toystory.com. And the earliest snot snapshots they had were only from 98. And even those, like, wouldn't load properly. So, unfortunately, I wasn't able to find out what the Toy Story website looked like in 1995. I couldn't even find, like, screenshots anywhere online. Hmm. That's interesting. Which made me sad. I was like, I want to I know. Yeah, that's like, I remember wanting to try that because I did see it when I was little. Not in the theaters because we left before the credits ended. But, um, like, on VHS, and I would just sit through the whole thing because why not? I saw it, and I was like, I want to get on. And every time that I would get on the internet, I totally forget (laughs) to get on Toy Story. But I remember that my cousin did, and I remember seeing it. I don't remember everything that was on it, but it was kind of like an interactive website. With the toys and everything. I mean, I can picture what a website for a kids movie made by Disney would have been like in 1995. HTML, (laughs) GIFs everywhere. (laughs) Slowly loading. Yes. And like everything has a sound effect. Yes. So I don't remember if there was, I mean, obviously there was sound, but I don't remember if there was like too many things Mm. on there. But I remember with my cousin that it was you know just stereotypical 1995's website yeah if anyone has like a screenshot of that or something i send it to us cuz i would love to see it yes i would or love you to remember have... more about what it looked like i'd be really curious to yes to know. because i have the world's worst memory and all i remember is just like a couple of things <laughs> Well, that about wraps it up for the credits and for this movie. All that's after that is the the Disney and Pixar logo, which we talked about at the very beginning of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about about these credits? I'm not really, because if we go into any more people, it's just going to, you know, drag on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I can't think of anybody, like, specific. Hmm. Well, we kind of wanted to take a second to give our closing thoughts on this movie. Um, <laughs> and just and just talk about I don't know what. Just give our closing thoughts. What do, What do you What do you think? I give what, it two what would you like thumbs to up. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Great movie. I, you know, this is my favorite Toy Story movie. I love all of them, but 
the first one is my most favorite just because it holds all those memories for me. And, you know, just seeing the way it's executed and despite all the flaws that we caught and just all the questions we have <laughs> for Mr. Doctor, you know, um, it's still one of my most favorite movies and it's just, it's great. It's fun. You know, like there's so much stuff in it that you just, every time you watch it, you see something new. Yeah. Same. I mean, I, I will put Toy Story 2 as my my favorite movie, mm-hmm. but this is probably a close second. Uh, and just do it, doing this podcast has given me like a whole new perspective on it, even even though like I've I've seen it so many times <laughs> over the last twenty something years at this point. But it and you know, there's always we've we've found so many things that I never noticed before, or like new things that I hadn't thought about before. Mm-hmm. And it just really speaks to how good this movie is. <laughs> yeah, and like all the creativity that went into it, like like you said, like you see stuff that you didn't pay attention to the first time or like the 200th time that you watched it, but watching it in detail, you can stop it, pause it, and then look through those two minutes at a time. And just seeing all the detail that they put in there, like this was done by so many creative people and it's just so great. And, you know, even if it, even if it wasn't, a great movie like it would still be historically significant mm-hmm. just by just by the fact that it's the first theatrical um like fully 3d animated movie right yeah so it's and for that i think it holds a special place in everyone's heart even if it's not their favorite movie it's just like that was the first cgi movie yeah and it but it's great that it also is as good as it is too. Yes, I do really like it. Like it would be, it would be one thing if it was just like, oh yeah, it's technically impressive, but you know the story or characters is not, you know, the best movie. But it, right. it, it is all of that. It, it, it's great. Yes, exactly. It's all of that and more, like three more. Yes, and a spinoff movie. And a spinoff coming movie. out about two days after this podcast goes out. <laughs> so, should we talk about what's coming next for this podcast? I think we should. We should just give our listeners a little sneak peek. Yeah. So, the plan right now is obviously we're going to do Toy Story two, mm-hmm. um, but we are gonna take a break for a a while (laughs) um we i mean i don't know i don't want to say exactly when we're thinking just just in case it doesn't work out um it's just to set people's expectations realistically it's probably not unfortunately going to be until 2023 we're both the the end of this podcast or of this of this season coincides almost perfectly with both of us um being a, about to be really busy with other things the month of june is just a whirlwind of so many things for the both of us so it's 
actually it's working out perfectly for the both of us because <laughs> it, it we've we're finishing this at just the right time yes it's this is ridiculous but i'm glad it worked out the way it did so we're and, and even after after june we're both gonna be really busy with other things for a while so yes. we're just we're just gonna take it um you know, play it by ear and and take whatever time we need to to get started with Toy Story 2. However, we're not going to be completely gone because we are planning to do uh, several bonus episodes before we start Toy Story 2. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like I said a minute ago, Lightyear comes out about two days after this, after this podcast goes up. I think this is going to go out on... June 15th and Lightyear comes out on the 17th. We are planning to do an episode just reviewing that movie. Um when we'll get when we'll be able to do that episode. We don't know yet. Hopefully, hopefully sometime in July, but um no promises. <laughs> We're both going to be insanely busy. So as soon as we get a window in the month of July, we'll do it. Yes. And and put it out as soon as possible. We also have, um, I don't want to say what all we plan that we're hoping to do for bonus episodes, just in case we decide not to do one of them or something like that. But we do have four or five bonus episodes that we're planning to do through the rest of the year. so yeah, if you if you want to keep up with us and maybe get um <laughs> I maybe hear about what bonus episodes we're planning to do, follow us on Twitter and <laughs> Facebook. Um it's at two minutes and beyond on both places. I am gonna try to post on those more i haven't i've been kind of neglecting it for the past few months and just posting weekly when we put out each new episode but i am going to try to be at least a little bit more active on there so that's a good that's a good way to to keep up with us um i think that's all i have to say about what's coming next yeah i you know, even though we're going to be busy, as long as we, you know, keep communicating, I think we can get a good amount of stuff out before the end of the year. Yeah, we're we're not going to be we're not going to be completely gone. It's just we got we can't we we're just not going to be able to start Toy Story 2 yet. We're going right. to do some we're going to talk about some other Toy Story things for a while. Exciting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh just they thank you to everyone who's been listening to this show. Like yeah, I, for sure. Thank you so much. Like it's great that we can have a podcast where we just talk about our favorite movie and apparently people are actually listen to it. I know that people think that we're interesting. Thank you so much because that's a confidence boost. <laughs> And thank you f- to all of our past guests for uh, oh, for joining yeah, for us. Sure. Yes, we appreciate all of you, and thank you, Bianca, for doing this with me. And thank you, Macy, for being my friend. <laughs> yes, you've got a friend in me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
We're basically Woody and Buzz. Yes. Wh- which one are which which one are we? Like, I would say, uh, which one are you? Would you be Woody? I would be because I, even though I'm shorter than you, I yes. am a lot more spastic. <laughs> I if if we're going by physical appearances alone, I feel like I would be Woody and you would be Buzz. But yes. maybe personality wise, it's the other way around. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe we're just a mixture of both. That's probably more accurate. <laughs> I feel like I do. I mean, I relate to both of them a lot. But yeah. anyway, I before we close out this first season and this first movie, I have one last quote that I want to read from our sacred text, Toy Story, the art making of the animated feature. This is from the last page of the book. This is written by, this is, a uh, quote from the editor of the book, Ellen Mendlow, and I thought it would be a really appropriate way to end our discussion of this movie. It says, with respect to technical sophistication, it is ironic to think that in the very near future, Toy Story may well look like the worst of its kind. Such an observation points to the rapid growth of the computer medium and the greater and greater proficiency of the artists who use it. But to speak of technology alone is to focus only on the instrument. The real secret of what makes Toy Story live lies in the strength of its story, the artistry of the animators, and the warmth, humor, and sensitivity of each of the artists and technicians who made their mark upon this film. The medium is only the vehicle. In the end, Toy Story is a film that comes from the heart. That's so nice. I know, and I was thinking that too. Like that was that book came out like alongside the movie, like 1995. And talking about, I mean, we've talked about how the animation looks in this movie, yeah. But it and yet it still holds up because of all the all the love and all the hard work that was that was put into this movie. Yeah, I really do feel like you feel that. When you're watching the movie, you see all the care that they put into it and just how much they were excited about doing it. Yes. Well, I guess that's a good place to to end it. I think so, too. I guess I'll just say thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Until we meet again. (laughs) 